Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. We hope that uh, this broadcast finds you well. We're honored, as always, to come across your airwaves. With me, as always, is my friend Stephanie. So we got to be up front with you. We are our people that are coming down from COVID-22. You know, it's not 19 or 20 anymore. We've worked up. This is my third batch. I think it's the West Coast's third batch, too. Yeah, yep. It's we, number we, three for both of us. Yeah, we seem to share. <laughs> And uh, we're really happy. This is weird, but we're happy to have it now, we believe. We believe God's timing was real good on this coming into the camp schedule in the fall. And actually, I'm getting ready to go out there with Stephanie and Debbie and her parents and, you know, working with her dad there on the property. So I think God's timing was good. But about the time you're hearing this, just pray for us to continue to heal. And Stephanie's got all those human beings in her house, man, and they pass stuff around. (laughs) And... uh, and, and, you know, it, it, it's here's the cool thing, though. I think we're all on the other side of this. So just pray that that's the case and none of the kids snuck through without getting <laughs> No, this time every single one got there. Actually, there I think Daniel go. got it first. And yeah. so he, he probably picked it up at work. There you go, friends. <laughs> you know? When you got a bunch of kids, I mean, there's, you know, you ever watch CSI when they sneeze and stuff? Those, yeah. those germs cover like the whole house, you know? I mean, there's, there's exactly and see, right. germs just flew just then. Did you hear the cough? Yep. Yep. I covered my oh. mouth, though. I do, I do try to. You know, do my, that. my cough, we're using terms like is no longer productive. You know, it's dry. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking I'm no longer, I, you know, I got a call to pick up my generator, my power wash. Things break down in me in pairs or threes. So I took it to the small engine repair. One got a new carburetor. The other one got clean. But anyway, I told the guy I'll pick up tomorrow. I think by tomorrow, I think I'll be seven days. It'll be four days without a fever tomorrow, seven days since diagnosed. And I think in everybody's life, that's a pretty cool term before getting in anyone else's face. So I think I'm okay that way. So we have a word of the day, Stephanie, you know, and it's not COVID-22. It's a, a word of the day. And, and folks, just if you're just catching on with us and uh, what we try to do is we try to put a word or words out there every day that deals with PTSD or that in some way is hooked to PTSD, our journey, things we're going through. And uh, uh, one of those words, today's word is shame, Stephanie. I think we've, we maybe covered this a couple months ago or a few months ago when we started the words. And, and, and folks, just to be upfront, you're going to hear us cough a little bit. It's a decision. Sorry, yes. we, we just made a decision that you guys should have podcasts instead of open air. So we said, <laughs> we're just going to do it, you know. But anyway, uh, shame is a big deal. And let me tell you, I think yeah. shame, Stephanie, I really do. I think it's like a little brother to guilt. I think shame and guilt yeah. go together. But, you know, shame is that terrible feel you got. Even when something's not your fault, 
And, yeah. and, you know, this is a word, I wrote this down a few weeks ago with, with words I've been trying to cover. And, and Stephanie will tell you, we have a word every day. I usually have five or six ready right now. I have about 20. And as I went through COVID, I wrote down a bunch of words, but this is a word I wrote a few weeks ago, even before I went to England. And the, the word came to my mind was shame. And, and because of what shame is, and because of what it does, it, it, you know, it, it kind of gives us doubts. It makes us think that something may have been our fault a little bit, or even if we were injured or part of a terrible thing. For instance, let me give you three scenarios here. Number one scenario, you're in war, you're in combat, your your buddy gets killed, you have shame or guilt or both that maybe you could have done something better. Uh, number two, you feel shame because you goofed up, all right? You goofed something mm-hmm. up and maybe it hurt your relationship, maybe it broke up your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, I don't know, but you have terrible shame for that. Well, well, God knows all these things and he brings us through these things. Another shame, and this is another terrible one too, Stephanie, the third scenario I, I wrote down here on my piece of paper papers is a shame. Uh, for instance, I worked with a young lady a few years ago who had been molested when she was small, you know, obviously not her fault for many years. Uh, Debbie worked with her for, for a few years, but for many years she had went through being abused by a, uh, dad and, and things of another family member. Mm. And, and she suffered from shame from these types of things. Well, I want you to know that God is, uh, can take you through that shame. There's no reason mm-hmm. to have shame. In many of these cases, this isn't even our own fault. And for the Lord, the Lord God will help me, it says in Isaiah 57. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. Uh, over in Isaiah 61, 7, just uh, again, 11 chapters forward, it says, For your shame ye shall have double, and for your confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore in their land they shall possess the double, everlasting joy be upon them. Your shame can cause people joy, but God, I sought the Lord in Psalm 34, 4 and 6. So shame, God can take it away. Shame can help propel the enemy. The devil wants you to be shameful. But listen to what it says over here in Psalm 34, 4 and 5. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. And and so there at the beginning of that, they look unto him and were lightened in their faces, were not ashamed. Can I tell you something, friends? We just go to God. The devil wants our shame. Mm. He wants to use it against us. But we have no reason to be shameful when we have a great God, Stephanie. Yeah, that's right. Well, and understanding that shame, there's a difference between, um, it kind of reminds me of the whole subject, which we've already covered, but condemnation versus conviction and shame leaves us sinking it's like chains that pull us down um because it's what satan wants us to feel because if we live under shame we we will never have victory yeah and understanding that because of jesus christ jesus christ conquered shame when he died on the cross and yes there's always those things of regret Okay, of I I could have. Can you imagine the regret Paul had yeah. for for his part in Stephen's mur- martyrdom, for his part in you know he talks openly about his regrets of how he was a part of persecuting the church and all of that. But there's not shame there in the sense of condemnation. I think very often shame and condemnation because um, go hand in hand. Because if Satan can keep us in that place, we will never make those steps towards healing those steps towards victory because it keeps the focus on us and what we've done and our focus according to the bible according to hebrews 12 1 and 2 is to be looking unto jesus 
And if our focus has changed from ourselves and our issues and our problems and all the things we've done wrong, which is where Satan wants us to keep our focus, and we get our eyes on Jesus and we lay aside those weights and those sins that easily beset us, that gives us, that that looking to Jesus gives us the strength we need to run with patience the race God has set before us. Yeah, and that's good. And, and folks, there are things in this life that we've goofed up, and there are people in this life that we've... Uh, been hurt by. And there's a million different reasons why we can have shame, feel shameful. And uh, exactly what Stephanie just said, and the devil wants us to be stuck in that zone. The Mm -hmm. devil wants that to be our identity. But God says, no, God says, for the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. And so remember that promise that was just made in the book of Romans 10 there. Uh, If you believe on God, if you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're not going to be ashamed. If we give that, and it's hard, Stephanie. I mean, people are out there and they've been hurt. They've had to deal with police. They've had to deal with authorities. They've had to deal with the military. They've had to deal with whatever the case may be. And boy, that's murky and it's ugly. And I've met some heroes who've went through some of those things and I've been so proud of them. And, uh, and, but we got to let go of this shame. That's not our identity anymore. We've got victory and and folks have somebody who's been a shame sufferer. And I know Stephanie's been down the shame road too, because everybody has. Mm -hmm. And, uh, as a fellow shame sufferer, let me say this to you. If you got God, you don't have to have shame. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. Sometimes, sometimes you need a tune-up. You know, sometimes you need to wake up in the morning and say, hey, God, guess what's back? You know, yeah. and it's time for a little bit of personal revival right there. Get on your face mm-hmm. and give it to God. And, and boy, I'll tell you, you know, there's all this junk that comes with shame, too. As we start giving that stuff to God, some of these thoughts we're sitting with, sometimes dreams, sometimes a million different. I mean, this goes, Stephanie, this goes in a million different directions. But here's the great news, folks. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Give it to God today. That's where it's at. You know, Stephanie, we've been cruising through the book of Proverbs, and I am so glad we're doing that. I'm so thankful we're in the book of Proverbs, and we find ourselves over here at verse number 16 and chapter number 20, uh, 20, 21. I'm sorry, you know, when you don't read as good. I, I got to tell you, COVID brain is real. And it is very real. And, and this is my third time out. You would think, you know, all right, so I've had this thing three times. And, and yeah, I've had the vaccine, so you can pick on me all you want. And listen, folks, and I'm not just saying that, Stephanie, I'm saying to all of you, all right? And I'm getting it just like oh, everybody else. I'm not picking on anybody. <laughs> Let me tell you, man. And, you know, you wake up in the morning and you're like, you know, why did I dream God was, uh, you know, pull, plucking me out of a grave that the devil was trying to put me in? And why did I dream the night before that, that people were killing dogs and putting computers on the inside of them? So you would still think they were your dogs. And then they attacked and killed everybody in the family. I said, I wow, think I may have that's... COVID. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I won't talk about my dreams on the air but i should tell you a couple dreams i had in the midst of it they were more whacked out oh. than i even want to admit Ooh. so man they ch- you wake up there's cold it's like you're sweating backwards <laughs> it's like you're sucking the sweat off your face back into your body i mean it's just <laughs> there are things that are beyond explanation here folks that's where covid brain comes from you, your mind gets sucked <laughs> in and ruined it's like it's putting this wet dry back and mixed all up yes. and then pumped back into your head and you don't know why <laughs> You know, yeah. yeah. I was it's, looking. It's I, yeah, yeah. I was out on Amazon the other day, and I was looking for something, and I forgot what I was doing. 
completely forgot. And I just stared into space for like 10 minutes. And then I forgot I was staring into space. Folks, stay away from this stuff. It's not good for you. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to run to a commercial right now. Well, hey, it's not worth getting into this verse without coming right back to you. We'll be right back. Hang with us. Thanks for coming right back. We're, we're excited to be over here in this uh, chapter 21 and verse number 16. And the man that wandereth out, out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. That's some pretty straightforward stuff here, Stephanie. If, yeah, if, if you get sure. away from wisdom, if you get away from God's word, if you get away from doing the right thing, if you get away from learning, you're going to hang out in the assembly of the dead. And uh, I mean, whoa. And uh, think about that. It's, it's, you know, it's the path we walk on. Are we hanging out with the dead? The, the things that lead to nothing, the things that uh, equal nothing in this world are our life about the dead. Let the dead bury the dead, the Bible says. You know what it means with dead? You're either quickened or you're dead. Quickened is you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you're saved. You get to hang out with that crew if you want. But you know what some people do, Stephanie? They don't do that. Yeah. They hang out with the dead. What are you thinking here? Yeah, this is um, very, very straightforward, very easy to understand. And again, we come back to the whole um, picture of the path of life and the idea here is of a man who it says the man that wandereth out and so I get the idea here this is someone who is not paying attention almost as a simple starts out as a simple fool he's not paying attention to the path he's on he's kind of um we and our family when when somebody's owned out we say you know they're doofty doofting along life you know just like totally in you know zoned out yeah not where it's supposed to be and that leads to trouble and when you wander out of that path of understanding in other words you're not paying attention you get off i think of pilgrim's progress and how pilgrim wandered off the path into bypass meadow and he ended up with in the in the castle with giant despair and and that whole scenario that john bunyan portrays in in his allegory of pilgrim's progress because they didn't keep their path on they weren't paying attention they weren't zoned in they weren't keeping their eyes on the light from heaven and when you don't do that you will end up it says <clears throat> you remain in the congregation of the dead. In other words, but by the grace of God, you get stuck in a place you can't get out of yeah. when you don't pay attention and you don't keep your eyes fixed where they're supposed to be fixed. There it is. There it is. And I just got to come clean with everybody because for years I've been wanting to say this and I just haven't, and it needs to be said. I don't understand Pilgrim's Fair <laughs> progress. All right. <laughs> I read it. It drives me crazy. I'd rather read great running backs of the NFL. I, I'm just being upfront with you. I don't. See, I, I'm, okay, I, I agree with you on that. I <sighs> I have never been able to read through Pilgrim's Progress. I got lost. Oh, my. Um, so what I rec- recommend, because I love Pilgrim's, I don't agree with everything in it, but 98% of it's powerful. And Pilgrim's battle, Christian's battle with Apollyon um, is phenomenal because it is i i've been in that place yeah. and so there's parts of pilgrim's progress i can relate to now that i couldn't even as a teenager when i did it but we had an audio dramatization version of pilgrim's progress that was phenomenal i have not been able to lay my hands on it 
um, since I've looked for it so my kids could listen to it because, you know, that was back in the days of tapes and God only knows where those tapes ended up. Maybe I'll find them at some point. I don't know if I have them in storage or not, but, um, but that's how I got through Pilgrim's Progress. It was not by reading it. Yeah. So if that comfort to you. Yeah, that that does comfort me because I was thinking I was like the only deadbeat on God's green earth that wasn't getting pelted. And and I and I want to admit to one other thing. My son Daniel and I went wandering through a used bookstore in London last week and we came across the first edition of Pilgrim's Progress for about a thousand pounds, and that's about what it's worth. But uh, of course, I didn't wow. buy it. I mean, some would want to. So think about that—about fourteen hundred bucks—and that's insane. Yeah, we we right there. It was there. My son ended up buying a first edition uh, Wesleyan uh, hymn book. You know, it's got all Wesleyan's hymns in it from oh, the eighteen seventies. Cool. Looks like a little New Testament. It's got all the hymns after each other. My son Daniel loved that. Scarfed up on that board. And I have a feeling I'm going to end up with that as a present in the future. But anyway, <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. And here we are in that verse. Cool. I think we can bang out one more verse because we're keeping our eye on the ball today, folks. We're keeping a focus that our brains are not wanting us to keep. But if a, <laughs> if we look right here at verse number 17, it says, He that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man. He that loveth in wine and oil shall not be rich. So it's talking about, again, the luxuries of life, you know. What are you going to do? Are you going to spend every dime you have on the luxuries of life? One of the things I would, you know, we had home economics when I was in high school. And people can say what they want. I, I did all four years. Every year that I could get in home economics, I did it. It was all girls and me. There was one guy who was stuck in there for two years, and I told him, get out, I'd beat him up, man. It was, a, <laughs> I kind of liked the crowd of just the girls and me. But one thing we learned is you pay off bills, you owe. You know, everything, you, if you owe money on your car, you pay down your car. I mean, it's not go, It's not Ramsey there, Dave Ramsey. You don't need a, the Bible to do that. If you owe money on your house, you pay down your house, you get things right. done. This is kind of talking about. Right. That's, that's part of yeah. character. This is talking about, but if you love those pleasures, if you love those things, you can find yourself getting into all the pleasures and stuff instead of paying your bills. And, uh, folks, that's where we don't need to be in that place. We need to look at our pleasures. You know, what is what? I mean, are we paying our bills and all that? Well, that's a good place to start. Can we catch up a little bit? I just think, Stephanie, some people can get sideways on pleasures and stuff and forget about those other things of the world, and they end up broke. Yeah. Well, there's it, it's the principle of um, where that becomes – I think this is almost the idea where this is an addiction. It is. Um, where there's, a, there's an addiction to entertainment and an addiction to just having fun. Yeah. And uh, human nature, because we're fallen – because we're sinful without God's help, we can all end up in this place. And, you know, I have eight kids. I have some kids. Yeah. They like to have fun. Um, but my oldest, I have to tell him, okay, we're, we're relaxing today. Okay. So chill because he is very focused. He's like his dad was he, you know, he takes, he takes life sometimes too seriously, but I'm thankful he takes life seriously. I have other kids that, if I let them would do absolutely nothing but have fun and they love life and that's awesome. But I have to tell them, no, today's a work day. No, today zone in. It's not a play day. We're working. And so that idea that God, yes, that God did create all things for our pleasure, but we need to find pleasure in work, not just pleasure in 
having fun because that's not what life is all about. And so that this, this idea of um, loving pleasure more than loving working because God created us to work. He made Adam and Eve work in the garden before sin. So God created us to work, to labor, to do whatever he calls us to do. We're created for his glory. Well, we can't glorify God if all we're doing is having fun. And so um, go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. God calls out being lazy as something that is not pleasing to him. And that's what I see in this verse is a lazy mindset. And it leads, yeah, you'll be a poor man. You'll have absolutely nothing when, if that's how you live. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. And, and, and it really, and, and not that we're anti-fun, you should have fun. And no, you we know, have tons of fun. Yeah. But what, <laughs> but what you, but what you should not do is be spending all your money and things of that nature. And so just, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, there comes a time when you got to buckle up and just get through things. And there's a time when you're, you're on vacation, you're having fun right. and, uh, uh, or you're, you know, there needs to be some downtime and some fun time and chasing each other around time. And, you know, all those things, uh, letting Emmy shoot at you with her super soaker. And uh, <laughs> those are all cool things. And Oh, uh, yes. I almost got shot today. My kids had a squirt gun, and I was walking up the sidewalk right as Caleb was shooting from in the house outside. Missed me by a couple inches. It was a priceless look on his face. Uh, oh, yeah, man. Emmy laughs in a way that's just hard to explain. It's like the greatest <laughs> laugh ever in, in the in the world of the United States. So we started this thing off uh, talking about shame and just want to visit that as we're closing up right now and remind you of a couple things. First of all, uh, shame, God takes that, just like he takes everything mm-hmm. else from us. Just, uh, uh, you know, let go of that. And and I just wanted to, I wanted to walk out of here and say, uh, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of mine head. When we're in shame, you, you know, you've seen people, right, Stephanie? You can literally see their head hanging. You can literally see when they get to that bad place, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. thou, O Lord, over in Psalm 3, I love that. I loved it when Stephanie and I went through Psalms last. I mean, before we went into Proverbs, we were going through Psalms as part of this podcast. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and a lifter of mine head. And and, and God, lift lift my head. And and uh, God, lift our heads. Give us what we need there. And, and, uh, and he will. Uh, the Lord yeah. will. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. 30 seconds or less, Stephanie. Tell us, tell us why we should not be ashamed. We should not be ashamed because Jesus Christ conquered shame when he died on the cross and rose from the grave. So claim his victory. You are in Christ. He is in you. Claim his victory and lift your head high because you're a child of the King. There it is. There it is. Folks, we love you. Listen, if you got to get a hold of us, find us out there at the Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. We'd love to talk to you about the retreat and a million other things we got going on. We want you to be part of them. Contact me at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. Talk to us soon. We need help. We need workers. We need laborers. We need you and we want to help you. And boy, today, as you're walking around with a smile that only God can give, listen to every word Brother Eric's got to say. We sure do love you. Have a great day. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.